Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release a Podcast, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. I am Cynthia Haynes. And I'm Harold Weaver. And so on today's episode, um, I want to talk about um, a subject. Well, we want to talk about a subject that is, I think, is important and I think it needs to be hit on. And so um, we came up with this because I had got some shocking news. Um, one of my uh, first cousins um, took his life. Um, don't know the reason why. I don't know all the answers, but I know it was, you know, a touchy, um, emotional um, experience for me when I was talking to my aunt. And um, having been through some a loss to that nature, um, like her, just brought back some other things. And so we just want to talk about pressure and that's the topic pressure and so I'm going to come from the scripture passage out of Daniel 3 and I'm going to start verse 16 but I'm going to give you a little background on it so there was this king Nebuchadnezzar and he um, built a golden um, it was like a golden image that he wanted everybody to worship and so if you didn't worship this then you were going to be punished. You could, I mean, it could bring you, put you to death because you didn't follow his um, his rules when he was the king. And so some of his uh, followers underneath him were jealous of these three Hebrew boys who were um, vowed uh, believers in God and they wanted to honor God. And so they did not participate in this. And so the people that were around him who were jealous of them went and reported it to the king and said, hey, you put out this decree and they're not following your decree. So you need to put them to death because they're not honoring you. So I'm going to start from the passage of when he when they came and got approached by the king. And so verse 16, it says that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression on his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered that the furnace heated seven times more than it usually was heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in cloaks with tunics and their hats on their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the burning fiery furnace. The king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace and he declared, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, came out and came here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the straps, um, the perfects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not even uh, power over the bodies of these men. And then the, the king the king declared that God was the God of the gods and that everyone should serve this God. And so my whole point of saying is that they were under pressure. But under pressure, they still held to what they believed and they were willing to die for what they believed in. I think about just regular situations where we might have the bill collectors coming behind us. It might be a point to where maybe all our family members have turned against us and we have nowhere else to go. And it's just a whole bunch of pressure. And some of us under those type of circumstances, we break if we let those things break us. And sometimes it's to the point where we just feel like we have nowhere to go. And some people even to the point where they take their lives. And so, um, pressure can make you do a lot of things. But what I'm here to say is that I want to encourage you to know that even though it may seem like it's too hard, even though it may feel like you have nowhere to go, there's always someone there's, there's God, there's somebody that you can reach out to that you can talk to that can kind of help you to weather your storm. Let's not make a temporary situation that could feel like it's forever lead us to make a permanent decision that can take your life. And I just wish that, you know, a lot of times in the in the African-American community, I can only talk about our community. We've learned to just keep our stuff to ourselves, and we don't share when we're hurting. We don't share when we have um, problems going on. We just keep it to ourselves because we're supposed to keep this this face on like we got everything together. But we have to learn that we have to open up and we have to talk to somebody. Harold. Well, first, I want to make sure that um, we're all on the same sheet, of mu- same sheet of music when we're talking about the word pressure. Because pressure can be seen and it does have um, two different definitions. But today, we're talking about the mental pressure. We're talking about the type of pressure that a lot of people deal with and don't even realize they're dealing with it until it's too late. And what does it mean by being too late? Well, when you end up doing something that you normally wouldn't even think to do, but end up doing it anyway, nine times out of ten, that's come from some type of pressure you were dealing with that you didn't even realize. So what we're talking about this evening, today, this week, is that type of pressure that you have to analyze You have to realize that this is what you're dealing with. Or even if it takes for somebody to just see something different in what you're saying, see something different in how you're acting and moving and just um, speaking, to just take a second to look at yourself at that time, to just evaluate what you've been going through, what you're going through. And that could be a sign that, that you're dealing with this type of pressure that I'm talking about that a lot of people don't even understand or realize they're dealing with and it it also could come from bad health so this is why i say this pressure the type of pressure that we're talking about can mean several different things so like i do every week ask yourself ask yourself what does pressure mean to you if you have an answer for it then give yourself another answer for it because again this pressure we're talking about has several different definitions and meanings 
Ask yourself, have you been in pressure? Have you been under pressure? Are you under pressure? Are you dealing with some type of pressure right now, whether it be at home, whether it be at work, whether it be in a relationship, regardless of what it might be for or under, there is a limit. Everybody's got a limit of the type of pressure that they can deal with until it gets to the point where they can't. What we want to stress today is that limit that you don't want to get to. Like Cynthia said, she just lost another family member from suicide. We don't know the the reasons yet, but we know that this is what happened. So now we're stuck wondering why, how, and we know the when, but we also believe that it had to be something that could have been prevented. Had to be, because like Cynthia said, and I believe as well, there's always somebody that you can talk to. There's always somebody that you can go to. Now, you might not want to, but this is what I'm talking about. When you get to that point where you don't even realize you've gotten to until it's too late. Until it's too late. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that her family member took their life because they felt like they had no other way. They had no other answer. And it should never get to that point. Again, I know it's easier said than done, but it should never get to that point where you feel like you're all alone and that there's no one you can turn to, that there's nobody that you can discuss. Whatever the pressure is, whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, that you feel like you have to deal with it on your own. Nine times out of ten, these suicidal cases is because the person felt like they had nowhere else to turn. They felt like nobody was hearing them, nobody was listening to them, and there was nobody they could talk to. That's called that limit of pressure that you do not want to get to. How do you prevent that? The signs. You got to recognize your own signs first and foremost. But even if you can't, even if you don't, if somebody is asking you what's wrong, nine times out of ten, they know you well enough, and you might not be willing to give them the credit, but they know you well enough to know that something is wrong. Something is not right. If somebody asks you what's wrong other than how you doing, then you didn't already gave them a sign. You didn't already gave them something to see that you're not. You didn't already gave them something to feel that you're not. And this is where you have to stop and take a second and reevaluate yourself. Hmm? Your health, your thoughts, your mind and your body. Because they all work together. But guess what? They all also have a limit of pressure Mm -hmm. that they can only get to until they bust. And this is what happens when we ignore these signs. And this is what we're talking about. That type of pressure that nobody wants to get to. That you can't turn back. That you can't get back. But you have to recognize the signs as you're getting there so you don't get to that point to have to worry about it. Come on, Sam. And I also think, too, like, you know, like Harold was saying that um, there comes a point, too, that we as friends or family members have a part that we play as well. And I know I can say that I'm guilty that, you know, I, I don't reach back enough or as much as I should. And it shouldn't be the only time that we do talk is when something happens, something tragic brings us all together. We used to, with our family, we used to do family reunions, and it was like every couple of years, you know, we would get together. And so what I have noticed, and, you know, I'm a part of that, the the newer generation that's supposed to be keeping the torch going, when the older members of our family started passing on, 
and they pass this on to us, we kind of all just put all our life stuff, you know, in front of everything. And we just did not continue what we were supposed to be doing. And so it's got to be a point, you know, now I see why our, our family, the older generation, why they was pushing it, because we all it's so many of us and we all, you know, we move on and we, we live in different places. But when we were doing that coming together, it just kept us all connected. And in that way, we kind of stayed on top of who was going through what, what was going on and, and things of that nature. And and life has a way of pulling you away and keeping you busy and then the most important things that you should put on the forefront sometimes it falls by the wayside and so I just think that this is kind of like another wake-up call to us as um, a people that we have to stay connected we have to keep reaching out to one another and we and we have to um, learn to just talk and just um, not try to stay to ourselves and just be so worried about what somebody thinks about me. And that's why I'm not going to say something because I want to keep this certain appearance up. And we just got to, I don't know what else to say, but it's just that we got to do better. You know, things are going to happen. Life happens. It, you know, it's it's good and, and going good when everything is going good, right? You don't need nobody or whatever. You feel that way. You feel like you're on top of the world until that one moment happens and we all have that one moment no matter who we are we have that one moment and that's true to say because you have stars that have taken their lives you know you would think oh i got all this money they got all that going on and then come to find out they weren't having serious depression going on nobody knew that what was going on with them and so um i guess that's my biggest thing to say that you know, you reach out when you need to reach out. You know, I know it's kind of like a taboo when you say, oh, I got to go see a therapist or talk to a counselor. But guess what? We need that because if you're your only person that you're talking to, then I believe you're in trouble. How? So the bottom line is simple. And this is what we're saying. Check on your loved ones. Check on your friends. Check on yourself. Check on yourself. That's where it starts. It starts with you. If you're not doing right, then somebody else is probably not doing right as well. So we have to take care of each other at this point. Because without each other taking care of each other, we're not going to make it. Especially with what's going on in the world again today. We speak on that every week because it's not getting any better. And it's going to get worse before it gets any better. But we can't wait for it to get there. Mm-hmm. We got to do whatever we can now. We can't wait for nothing else to happen. We got to get it done now. Whatever we can we should, we will, but we got to be willing. And we got to recognize the signs within ourselves. We have to start with taking care of ourselves first and then looking out for our loved ones and anyone else that we care enough about to help them take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's how we beat this pressure. This this is how we beat this, this the, depression mm-hmm. that leads to depression mm-hmm. by not paying attention to the pressure that we're leading up to that brings on depression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They all go together. But you can't you can't beat one without beating the other first. Mm-hmm. It's a process, but we have to recognize and understand that it's a process because without that, then we're just running in place. Yeah, we run around with uh, like a chicken with no head. Mm-hmm. We have no guidance. We have no purpose. We have no goals. Everything has a process. Is everybody's process the same? No, 
but everybody should understand that there is a process to everything that you're doing and trying to do and trying to get to or go. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that there's a process for each and every one of us, then you can put together your own process to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. And this, again, allows you to stay away from that pressure, that limit that you do not want to reach. Again, that limit where you feel like you can't go no further. And it's time to just take yourself out. And this is what has just happened again. Mm-hmm. And we're set. We're, I mean, we're sitting here now still waiting on the answers. Right. Still, still waiting on what happened. How did this person get here? What could we have done to prevent them? What was going on in their lives that they felt like they did not want to live anymore? This is where we're not trying to get to anybody that we can help from getting to. Mm-hmm. And it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Evaluate yourself on the daily. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to now. Mm-hmm. Every day, you need to evaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. And everything that you've done and still trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Then you can start reaching out and looking at your loved ones, your children, your family members, your parents. Just ask. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people walking around right now. That's under some type of pressure that don't want to talk about it. Right. Because they feel like nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. They feel like nobody's going to listen. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, maybe even worse, they feel like they don't need nobody right. to listen. They don't need nobody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And these are the exact ones that don't realize there's a limit yeah. that you don't want to get to mm-hmm. with that, set, that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to that point where you don't need nobody. You don't want to talk to nobody because mm-hmm. once you get to that limit mm-hmm. that you can't go no further, that that's when the suicidal mindset comes into play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants that on anybody. Right. I know I don't. Right. And I'm sure you guys don't either. So what we're saying is this. Look at yourself and then look at others and watch what happens next. Because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's got left right. on their timeline. Yeah. So we got to maximize what we got left. And we got to help whoever's left with us to maximize it, theirs as well. Right. And then well, then hopefully we can extend that time. Yeah. Out of pressure. Yeah. Out of depression. Mm-hmm. Take us home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to add one more thing before we close is that, you know, we as the adults are teaching our kids and our kids are watching us and they're learning their behaviors or how to react to things or what not to do by looking at us. And so kids are under a lot of pressure today we don't think about because their world is changing. It's so different from what it was when we were growing up. So talk to your children so they can know that they can share and give you the experiences that they're going through so that way they don't have to sit by themselves and try to figure it out. And then it leads to another tragic moment. So just like Harold said, you know, we have to pay attention to the signs that we have on our ourselves on us and then also talk to our kids you know it used to be kids of what is it not heard seen but not heard we got to change that because they need to be heard because they're going through a lot of things and nowadays they don't know what to do with the pressures that they have and they're dying younger so it doesn't have an age on it so that's that's one thing i wanted to say so um if you have any comments, any concerns, anything that you would like to talk about, please reach out to us at releaseitpodcast at gmail.com. Rate us on the apps that you're listening to us on. And um, I just continue to listen to us. And um, Harold's going to close out in prayer. 
Father God, thank you again for another um, another week of knowledge, another week of words of wisdom that we hope that someone out there can use, that someone out there needed to hear so they don't get to that point of no return, so they don't get to that point that the pressure has taken over what they were still here to have a purpose that, Lord, you was not done with them, that they decided to be done with themselves. This is what we're praying for this week, and we hope and we pray that you answer these prayers, not just for us, but for all of us, mm -hmm. that we do not get to that point of no return, that we know that if we have no one else to turn to. We have you, Lord. Yes. We have you. And with you, we can get through any type of pressure or depression. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Until next week, y'all. We're out.